Hey everyone! Hey everyone! Welcome back to Slumber Party with Cassie and Bella, episode three. Wow, three is like a magic number too. Like all the girlies will be like three, three, three. Yeah, episode three, three, three. Angel numbers. Angel, like like to claim, like to claim the positive. No, energy true. And Rate the podcast numbers. five stars to claim the angel energy. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, well, we'll it will leave it up to you to figure out what'll happen. <laughs> We didn't even mention in the last episode that we're in the studio. Oh, yeah. We're in the stew. We're making content yeah. for our loyal slumber partiers. And we also just created our Instagram account. Oh, yeah. You guys better jump. Don't walk. Don't run. You better jump to this Instagram page. <laughs> it's at slumber party Cassie Bella. Same as the email. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I got like awkward for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> But yeah, follow. We have three posts up. We just post like behind the scenes content. Um, it's not just behind the scenes content. It's the fastest growing Instagram on Instagram. Yeah, we we eventually will get Mark to like confirm the numbers. Yeah. But we're just waiting for him to follow back. He just yeah. probably like didn't see. He the got a little busy. Our team is still contacting his team, so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. But he's like he's thinking about us. Yeah. Like, I just felt it. No. He's just like he's a busy guy. I I, could I really understand. Hear it in my angel numbers third eye i could hear it in his voice <laughs> like he was like his voice was like shaking a little in my head he was like i love you guys so much really yeah. i was i just was picturing him saying like slumber party <laughs> and like yeah yeah okay this is a little off topic would it be inappropriate for us to have a slumber party with mark that's actually such a good question we should like ask that as a poll on instagram and we yeah. can like, get like the community response but yeah and we are on the way to taking over kylie jenner on Instagram. So we are actually in contact with Kylie Jenner's team and our team is in contact with Kylie Jenner's team Mm -hmm. and no promises, no guarantees, but there could be a collapse coming sometime soon. We actually know her son's new name, but just out of like her respect, we're not going to say it. Yeah. We're really good friends and women support women. Yeah, Yeah. So sometimes actually funny story before we, before us and Kai that we call Kylie Kai. Oh, yeah, like, you guys wouldn't get it. Yeah, before us and Kai, like, got in contact, we actually, me and Bella used to send each other just pictures of Kylie Jenner slang on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of um, speaking of having a slumber party with Mark, I feel like if we had the slumber party, but we had, like, separate rooms, and yeah. it was kind of, like, treated like, you know that photo of the three boys? It's, like, a screenshot of a YouTube video, and, like, the three boys are, like, discussing, like, Fortnite. You know what I'm talking about? Is it the one where they, like, change the captions? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, that would be us and Mark. It'd be, like, mm-hmm. very professional. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we would, like, all sleep in different rooms. But, like, okay. we, you and I would have a room that's, like, really, like, decked out. and Like, like, like together? Yeah. It'd be, like, mm-hmm. pillow fight room. And, like, really, like, it'd be, like, cute and cozy. But anyway, back into this episode's topic, which is influencers. The influence of influencers. I, I heard like a booing in my head. <laughs> the influence Ooh. of influencers. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> what is your take on influencers? Just like in general? Yeah. I think, okay, from like a business standpoint, just like, cause, yeah. Okay, business major. I'm literally not. We are the same major. Okay, business <laughs> minor. Okay, marketing minor. Okay, yeah, I'm putting the marketing minor to work right now. Yeah. Um. So, from, like, a business standpoint, I feel like it's, like, scary because, like, they're literally just, like, 
profiting off of themselves, which is really scary to have no separation of, like, yourself. Like, they are the product. Mm -hmm. And that is really, really, like, not to use the word scary for the third time, but I gotta. It's Angel Numbers episode, 333. It's scary. Like, imagine, like, being, like, your... You are the product, and mm-hmm. they are the product. So that's really scary yeah. um, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, I don't know. I'm not very, like, not to say I'm, like, built different, because I think a lot of people are, are built different in mm-hmm. this way, but I, like, am not very influenced by influencers because I feel like I, maybe I subconsciously am, but I feel like I can sometimes, like, see through it. And I'm yeah. like, so, okay, if they're a bad influencer, oh, my God, I can immediately see through yeah the like bad influencing true but like sometimes i am like sometimes i i am affected so that's my thoughts have you ever seen a ghost nope oh okay yeah i think that i'm also not like really influenced by them i mean we'll talk about how like we used to be in like younger years but yeah i definitely see through like when people are just like pushing products on their instagram story and like every post is sponsored at that point i'm like i don't even like you as an influencer at this point you're just an ad you are a walking billboard and that's scary yeah like you like at least a lot of like i guess you could say like good influencers Mm -hmm. they mostly post themselves with like the ads Mm -hmm. to make money mixed in but like if you're just posting ads like then you like where is your personality yeah true who are you literally who are you we should get mark on the pod and Mm -hmm. we should ask mark if he like considers himself an influencer he'll definitely say no he's too humble i know but then we'll like tell him why he is and then he'll be like oh guys you really think so yeah and we'll be like yeah which mic do you think like mark would use like the one by me yeah i think (laughs) i think if mark zuckerberg was on the podcast he would share the microphone with cassie and he'd be mm. too shy to take over the mic mm-hmm. from Cassie. I'd, like, let him. But, but like, Cassie would be like, no, Mark, you got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so first we want to talk a little bit of the history. Oh, the his- the nitty-gritty history. You know the, the saying, like, um, we live on the shoulders of giants or whatever? We- no. Okay, so, Never yeah. heard that in my life. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Yes, yeah, standing on the shoulders of giants. Basically, it just means, like, you. Bella when she sits on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we're standing on the shoulders of giants. The giants are literally the 2012 to 2014 era YouTube people. Mm-hmm. Like, think like literally like Troy Sivan. Yes. All the British people. The British Z- invasion. Dan and Phil. I love them. Zoella, Bethany Moda. Like, they are the giants that like emma chamberlain is standing on bethany moda walked so emma chamberlain could run yeah you're so right her aeropostale club um club <laughs> <laughs> sorry club. remember uh, they were giving away t-shirts with every order yeah. or, uh, with every purchase you don't remember the bethany moda like heart peace sign t-shirt oh. we need to bring those back i have two of them at home and i'm gonna bring them Oh, and my we God. should wear them around campus. We're literally going to wear them around campus. Wow. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were the original influencers. We're talking what the Gen Zs would say. OG. OGs. OGs. Oh, Morty oh, from Rick and Morty. You guys watch that show? Y'all, wait, does anyone watch Rick and Morty? Okay, send us an email if you watch Rick and Morty and you want to come on the pod to talk about it. Because yeah. we could like, do an episode about it. Yeah. But I think it's also um, good to add a little disclaimer. 
Cassie and I, we understand that there were influencers before 2012, 2014 YouTubers. There were, mm -hmm. like, MySpace scene girls who were, yeah. like, scene influencers. There were other MySpace influencers. We can't forget about, like, the Tumblr influencers. Like, yeah. they, were, they were the OG's Tumblr girls. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about the media that's still, like, very relevant. Like, we're starting yeah. with the media that's still really relevant to, like, even today's, like... Mm -hmm. Like, these like people kids. don't even make content half the time, and they're still making money from, yeah. like, past stuff because it's still yeah. holding up and people are watching it. And also, I think, like, with our, like, specific age group, like, like our, like, early 20-somethings, mm -hmm. um, that's, like... The 2012-2014 era YouTubers is, like, where we found our influencer, like, understanding and footing. So mm -hmm. that's why I think it's important to start there. I don't yeah. have as much knowledge about the earlier girlies. Before I respect our them. time. Yeah. <laughs> the first influencer that comes to mind is the ultimate YouTube it girl, Miss Bethany Moda. She was the moment. Mm -hmm. She invented what being a moment is. I feel like she was... If not the first, she was one of the first to, like, make it out of YouTube and make, like, a career mm -hmm. that just wasn't, like, only respected by other YouTubers. Yeah. Like, nowadays, she kind of fumbled the bag. Oh. It's, I mean, she was the first. She's so, definitely like... still making money from mm -hmm. YouTube, but, like, she had the Arrow Postel deal. She came to my mall. All the kids in my middle school met her. I didn't. I was mad about it. Ugh. She had the whole Arrow Postel deal for, like, quite a few years. And, like, I bought the clothes. Like, they were nice. And I think she had, like, a perfume line. Like, she branched out into, like, mainstream media mm -hmm. outside of YouTube. She, like, became a businesswoman. Like. Yeah. Her content, it was, like, in my mind, it was, like, oh, my God, she is the perfect life. Yeah. Like, she lives in California. And first <laughs> of all. That was a big factor. Yeah. Like, she was, first of all, she was, like, rich. I know. I didn't realize it at the time. She, um, she was homeschooled also in high school. Okay. So, like, she, looking back, like, if I would have known that, I would have been like, I don't really relate. I don't relate to you. <laughs> I don't relate to that because I went to high school. High school is, like, a big part of, like, mm -hmm. being a teenager. Yeah. So she just, like, would wake up and be, like, in her California house and just, like, make breakfast because she didn't have to go to school. Yeah. She... <laughs> I saw her making breakfast, and I was like, wow, she's living the dream life. I know. I literally have <laughs> never had breakfast all, like, 12 years of high school. <laughs> 12 years of high school. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a anyone super else, senior. Yeah. Anyone else in high school for 12 years? Anyone else 30 years old? <laughs> anyone else 31 and a half years old? Yeah. Comment on our Instagram. 31.5, and then we'll like it. And mm. then we'll like it, yeah. So, um, yeah, Bethany Moda, obviously, like, it girl. Um, of the 2012-2014 era. Mm -hmm. um, and then another icon, part of the British YouTube invasion, mm -hmm. Zoella. Yeah. Zoella and Alfie. Like, They're still together, right? Isn't she having a baby? She very well could be. With him. <gasps> yeah. Wow. But the British invasion, invasion, geez louise. <laughs> and also, like, Dan and Phil. Love they them. Were, they were influencers to the gods. Um, mm -hmm. They invented influencing everyone and their mother was talking about YouTubers because they were so relatable. They liked pizza and they loved talking about being introverted. Mm -hmm. And they kind of acted as like the segue between being like a regular person, like the proletariat, <laughs> the proletariat as 11 year olds to mm -hmm. 13 year olds. Um, and like the chronically online um, young adults. Mm -hmm. 
influencers acted as a segue between that population and like actual celebrities so they seemed like attainable to like yes it was like oh like they're just like me they like pizza and they watch netflix and they're Mm -hmm. socially awkward that was a big one and also like like they'd respond to fans on twitter Mm -hmm. so it felt like oh my god like if they're talking to me like that means we could be friends like there's a chance also in this era i think it's really important to note the importance of like oh my god like uh bethany moda responded to me she mm-hmm. liked my she liked my tweet like people still do still, that okay, i'm people sorry still do that people's I, names on like uh twitter are like liked five times yeah liked five <laughs> times by harry <laughs> um but that was really big in this era too mm-hmm. and like ask nights on tumblr it'd be like like mm. ask me questions um yeah. and i'll respond and they would um but yeah so 2012 2014 kind of the beginning of like the relatable I'm just like you mindset. But they built the foundation. Built the foundation. I'm just like you, but also I'm incredibly wealthy mm-hmm. because I'm making money off of my relatability. Yeah. And I didn't, like, recognize that. Like, I think, though, I think these influencers are somewhat more innocent I was gonna say. than the ones to come. Yeah. Because, like, nobody else was ever doing that before. So, yeah. like, they didn't know themselves, like, where do I draw the line? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think people, which we'll, like, get into later, people nowadays, it's, like, more shady Mm. the way they, like, curate what they want to portray to their audience to make money. Definitely. Um, Any other 2012, 2014 YouTubers? There, I'm thinking about, like, Jack and Finn. Looking back at a lot of these YouTubers' videos, though, I try to watch them now. Maybe it's because the internet is so saturated, but I watch these videos and they're so boring. Yeah. Like, Zoella Girl, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, they're not that interesting another acacia brindley i think she's beyond influencer status in this time she was also Mm -hmm. like really hated Mm -hmm. um because people were like she's boring and annoying um yeah but she was like she was Mm influencer.com.org.net like and i think her i think um it's sad because I didn't realize she was, like, 13 yeah. in those photos. Yeah. And, like, she did do a lot of problematic things. She always, like, she would lie about a lot of things and, like, say hateful things. Mm-hmm. But for her, at least in the beginning, it, like, was somewhat excusable because she was literally, like, 13 years old. But then I think, like, nowadays, she still, she was an influencer until, like, very recent mm-hmm. times. And now she, like, kind of gave it up. Yeah. I think at this age now, it's, like... I think she finally gave it up because people recognize, like, you are 20, like, six years old. Like, you can't keep getting away with doing bad things and just being like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have learned your lesson 10 years ago when you were popping off. True. Um, and also, um, before we move on to the next, um, the me- next, the next big era, mm-hmm. um, like, I can't imagine, obviously I don't condone, like, any of, like, the messed up things that, like, Acacia Brindley did, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine my life being so publicly broadcasted from a young age. Yes, and that's I would hate that. I would hate that. And I, and, like, obviously it was at least, like, she decided to start posting on the internet, but also mm-hmm. she was, like, a child. It's just, like, yeah. there's so many nuances to um, being an influencer, and mm-hmm. especially in the 2012-2014 era when it was so new, mm-hmm. no one, like, knew the implications, the impact, anything, yeah. how hard it would be to, like, get out of the limelight. Mm-hmm. Like, no one knew any of those things. So I do look at this era with um, kind of, like, a little bit of a sympathetic lens because yeah. I'm like, you don't know what's, like, you don't know what you're starting. Like, yeah. And I agree that um, I feel like they're a little more... They're a little more innocent in the Mm -hmm. influencer field. Not the problematic things that any of them have done, because obviously 
yeah. But um, some of them were adults back some then. Some of them, okay, literally like full grown adults, like wrinkles, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Um, Shane Dawson, we're talking about you. Shane Dawson, we are looking you in the eye. Oh my god, okay, that photo of Shane Dawson proposing and he's on both, on both knees. knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. like us. That's literally us. Okay, wait, who's who? Um, what are you thinking? I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm. Ryland. I knew you would say that. <laughs> it like makes sense though. <laughs> because like Ryland's like squeaky. <laughs> True. Um, but also I would be the one to like get down on both knees. You know what I really? mean? Really? Like, yeah. I don't know. Okay, moving on. That's a really good note to end off on. I think that's like a high note to end off on. I guess. Mm. The most relevant um influencers during the next time period that I think of, which is like 2014 to like around 2016. Mm-hmm is, like, the MagCon boys. Yeah. They were, like, a whole new level because it was, like, it was one thing to be a YouTuber that, like, just became a thing that, like, society kind of accepted. Mm -hmm. But then you had Vine, which was, like, a whole different platform. It was, like, how people would always, like... I'd always see, like, Viners on the news and these interviewers who, like, didn't understand the internet would be, like, the videos, they're six seconds. (laughs) And every Viner had to, like, explain it to them. Yeah. But the MagCon boys, their influence on, like, young girls looking back, who was allowing that? And they were not that young. They were of sound mind Mm -hmm. to not be acting like that on the internet. Like, a lot of them were, like, if not 18 plus, but, like, some of them were, like, in their 20s. And I was just listening to, I think I was listening to, like, an old TMG podcast, and they were talking about how at the meet and greets, like, Cameron Dallas, he was, I'm pretty sure he was 21 back then. They would um, meet, like, fans, which were mostly 13-year-old girls, Mm -hmm. and they would do uh, meet and greet photos where they pretend to kiss them, and they'd, like, put their thumbs on their lips. Like, even that is too much. I don't care if you're pretending. Just stand next to them. There's absolutely no reason for that. Your lips, I don't care if your fingers in between it, your lips should not be, like, that close to To a a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. So, like, I think that just goes to show a lot of the people who get platforms don't necessarily have what it takes to have mm-hmm. a platform because yeah. they don't understand that things like that should, like... Should not be happening. Out of the context of being an influencer, that mm-hmm. would never be socially acceptable. Exactly. You would never let a 20-year-old man, like, go near your daughter. Yeah. But since he's, like, quote, famous yeah. or, like, I don't even know. I think, um, you know, Sean Mendez... I'll give him credit. He yeah. never did anything weird like that. He was never weird, and he, like, made it out. <laughs> yeah. I heard he, like, didn't really like the Madcon boys. Like, they would all I be, like, it. talking, and he'd just be, like, sitting there playing guitar. He's just, like, like, he funny. was, like, the popular loner. Yeah. That's, like, chill with everyone. So true. Right? I saw him at Ma- I actually went to Madcon in 2014. Mm. It was, like, fun yeah. at the time. <laughs> but also, I think, um, I think society has become, especially since, like, I'm literally using, like, buzzwords. Yeah. Since, like, the Me Too movement, I think people have been holding um, celebrities a lot more accountable Mm -hmm. for, like, being creepy like that. Yeah. But this was obviously pre-Me Too movement, so then people would just, like, be okay with it. But I think um, something else to note, that during this time period, other than just MagCon, Vine was, like, the central hub for, Mm -hmm. like, again, influencers, like, Mm -hmm. internet personalities to exist like yeah. youtube was still very popular but vine was like the fresh new thing 
So obviously, there if there was a personality that you liked on Vine, you would mm-hmm. like follow them. I remember, I would like wait for updates or like I would wait for like people to post new vines because I mm-hmm. wanted to hear about their lives and that yeah. was like not necessarily that I was influenced by them no I was I was influenced by them not mm-hmm. that they were necessarily trying to like sell me anything per se but they yeah. were like internet personalities that I really liked watching like, and I vine? Loved, like Zachary um Fiona yeah I still follow him to this he's, day yeah he's so funny but like yeah I was gonna say also vine provided like an alternative to YouTube because it was like Vine was Vine probably started so many people like having attention issues <laughs> because right. like we went from like watching like fifteen minute videos to like I need a joke in six seconds yeah. or like I'm not liking your content. Yeah. Um. And something else interesting about Vine is that with YouTube, if you wanted to post content as a non-content creator, like as just like a thirteen year old girl with no platform who just wanted to post videos, mm-hmm. you would have to edit the videos. Yeah. You would have to. You would have to upload them. They couldn't just be six seconds because mm-hmm. that's not a YouTube video. Yeah. So if you wanted to create content on YouTube, it, like, wasn't as accessible. You had, like, you had to have, like, a high-quality camera, like, mm-hmm. all that. Those were barriers to interact on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But with Vine, all you had to have is, like, your little, like, iPod. Mm-hmm. And then you just post videos, and they were only six seconds. Yeah. So that, connect like, built this sense of connection between you and the people that were famous on mm-hmm. Vine. And it, once again, like, provided, like, an option for, like, a parasocial relationship to build. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of, like... Again, like, replying to comments, stuff like yeah. that. Like, there's so much... It's so, like, more accessible. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just like you. I make videos, too. Like, we're on the same platform. Yeah. Like, I also think Vine, no offense, made, like... That's why so many pe- talentless people are famous now. <laughs> I'm talking about Jake Paul. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you're so right. I would love to have Jake on the pod. Jake would love. Literally... I would actually kind of be scared of him. Yeah. But I just... No, no, no. I'd rather have Logan on the pod. Okay. Logan Paul x Slumber Party. Logan Paul x Impulsive. <gasps> we could work on a collab, so... You just said Logan Paul x Impulsive. Did I really? Yeah. Then why'd you gasp as if I said it right? Because Slumber Party x Impulsive. Yeah. Cassie and I just started, um like, physically fighting, and it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Not actually. We cut out a little bit of we it. We cut though. out a little bit of it. So many... If you look now, the, like... A good percentage of the biggest influencers today all are from Vine. Yeah. David Dobrik, Jake Paul, Cody Ko. Drew Gooden. Yeah. Like... Danny Gonzalez. I was going to say Curtis Connor, all those. Whatever they're, like, classified as. They all came from Vine, which is... It's cool because I think, like... I think those... The ones that we mentioned, they were genuinely funny on Vine. Yeah, I agree. But then again, you get, like... Like, Jake Paul and, like... Mm. King Batch. Sorry, man. Yeah. Lele Pons. <laughs> Lele Pons is like, she's like, although for some reason, like, to me, I don't consider her, like, huge, but yeah. I think in, like, other countries, like, her music, people, like, listen to it, and, like, she makes millions, wow. all because she used to fall down. Okay, honestly, when I was in seventh grade or sixth grade, I used to think Lele Pons was funny, but it's now okay. I- You're so brave for sharing your story. Yeah. I think I would have her on the pod. Yeah. But- we don't back have to, to get that funding, though. Yeah. yeah. Back to <laughs> influencers. I think, yeah, I think these were, if there was anybody that I was going to be influenced by, these were the people that I trusted the most. Yeah. Because I was like, there's so much more, since you couldn't edit on Vine, at least in the beginning you couldn't. Yeah. I was like, they're so much more real and yeah. like, they're like funny people. So like, they wouldn't like lie to me. Yeah. But. Top 10 greatest betrayals. Anime's betrayals. <laughs> In the universe. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think something else 
little segue into our next era. Mm-hmm. Something that came out of this era of Vine was what I like to classify as the non-influencer. And that's our Dana Baby 97. That's our Jake Johnson or Jake mm-hmm. Johnston, whatever his last name is. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you can come on the pod. Just tell us your last Jake, name. Please tell us your last name. Not Paul. We already know Paul's last name. Jake Paul. It's like Bond, James Bond, but it's Paul, Jake Paul. I just heard a slide whistle and a piano crash and a cat loudly meow and a car crash as well. And a baby is crying because the joke wasn't landing. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pretend gonna... pretend you didn't hear the last 15 seconds. The last 15 seconds didn't happen. I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you saying? Just, I don't know, Jake Paul. Jake Oh, okay. Remember, re- like, a few minutes ago we were talking about him? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. That reminds me about Jake Johnson and yeah. um, also Orion Carlotto. Mm-hmm. Enya. Um, she's not the singer. Not the singer. Enya and Drew. Mm-hmm. Drew and Enya, if you will. That cluster of people. Also, mm-hmm. um, like, Cy Mike, if you remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, I used to love him. Yeah. I, Christian Leave. Christian Leave. Yeah. That cluster of in, like individuals. Two Tarantina. Two Tarantina. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, those were Sarabasca. like. I still love Sarabasca. I love Sarabasca. Yeah, those were people that like they were in like high school, well when we were in like middle school, mm-hmm. or like they were just a few years older than us. So I like I trusted them. I trusted them. I and still I, like kind of trust them. I do. Yeah, and that's why earlier when I said. Sometimes I am influenced by influencers. Mm-hmm. I was so influenced by them growing up. And I still yeah. am influenced by all of those people to a degree because yeah. I genuinely like them. I would say I'm, like, influenced by, like, not, like, product-wise. Yeah. Like, if they do an ad, like, I'm, I'm like, nah, I don't trust ads. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know some people are, like, they literally just buy stuff because just someone because. they like promoted it. Yeah. I, I'm not, like, I wouldn't follow that. But, like, if they post, like, fashion or, like, music, like, I'll check it out. Oh, I'm, like, yeah. I, I like their style. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, remember those, the blue swirly tights that Enya wore? Yeah. Those blew up just because Enya wore them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, those are so epic. And mm-hmm. I almost bought them. But I didn't because I didn't feel like it. But yeah. We I need would... to do a fast fashion episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep keep your eyes and ears peeled for a fast fashion mm-hmm. episode. But going back to that, the non-influencers, like, they were they were just in high school, so it didn't feel like they were doing this to make money. They were just doing mm-hmm. it because they were looking for an outlet. Yeah. And, like, I loved that about them, or at least I thought I loved that about them because, mm-hmm. obviously, it was just, like, their personas or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they still, most of them, at least, like, 80% of those people still have, like, very, like, in, like, very influential presence on like teens today on social media that just like speaks to their impact which i think is really crazy but like dana baby 97 girl we need you on the pod i have loved her ever since vine i thought she was so funny i thought she was so cool like i thought she was so authentic (laughs) what are you laughing about i remember sorry this is off topic i remember seeing this post literally like three years ago and I laughed so hard when I saw it. Rapper Machine Gun Kelly cancels show after getting punched in the chest 65 times. <laughs> I'm sorry. 65? I said that to my sister in like 2019. It was funny then. 65. Let that number sink in. Wow. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Dana Baby, it's okay. That was a necessary taste break. So Dana Baby, again, we need you on the pod. Mm-hmm. But like 
she was one of the first influencers that I really resonated with Mm -hmm. because I didn't see her as an influencer. I saw her literally as someone I just wanted to be friends with. And to me, that felt authentic. And again, she's always seen her like persona has always been very like consistent. She's not like posting ads. She literally just influences people by being like cool and pretty on the Internet. Yeah, she she's like, wait, sorry to interrupt. But mm -hmm. her videos that she would post on YouTube, like the Mm -hmm. Amsterdam vlog, that was life changing. I'm obsessed. Yeah, she, I would say she's more of a non-influencer compared to, like, the other people, Mm because the other people do do ads, but she, I don't think... (laughs) I'm sorry. Continue, I'm sorry. What was funny? Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) I got punched in the chest. (laughs) It was funny, okay. I would say she's more of a non-influencer because I don't think I've ever seen her do an ad. I know. And it's, I I respect her a lot for that because, like, she has... At least I don't know how many followers she has. Like at least a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. She could be like she could turn this into like a career, but I think she chooses not to just for the sake of like she's just like not like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think um I f- she might recognize the fact that like when you become an influencer, you are the product, and mm-hmm. that's like scary. And you like lose part of your like authenticity. Yeah, and I genuinely again this is only fr- from my perspective. She could be like. I have no idea. She's like, I don't feel like that at all. (laughs) She's like, um, like, I don't know her in real life, Mm -hmm. but, um, she seems like someone who's always valued, like, her personal style, um, Mm -hmm. and hasn't been, like, a trend follower. She's kind of been, like, a trendsetter, at least in my eyes. So, like, that makes sense with her personal brand. And, yeah. Yeah. But, um. 2018. Oh, that was, like, an era that was, like, Drew and Enya. Like, that was, like, one of their peaks. I think they're peaking again right now, but, like, that was one yeah. of their peaks. Because that was, like... <gasps> oh, I'm thinking of, um... I think you're thinking of, like, 2017, like, Flower Boy. I was just thinking it, checker like, print. Checker print pant, flame... Zoomies. Mm-hmm. Um, soft boy aesthetic. Niche memes. Niche memes. To this day, I hate them. I know. I didn't like them then, either. I was like, what? Why is this? It's... It was so weird. Also, like, um... Uh, like, Cuco, like, and Boy Pablo and Claro. Like, oh, like wait. Bedroom pop era. I don't, music. I don't know those people. Cassie has a running bit where she doesn't know who Claro is, and I'm waiting for the day that she slips up. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but. One day. Is it. You're gonna. That's like a genre? Yeah, it's a, it's a genre. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was like their. Era, but I was gonna say 2018 started the Emma Chamberlain. Emma, I know. <laughs> Emma, please come on the pod. We won't call you Emma in real life. The Emma Chamberlain effect, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, I can say that. I, I became a fan of hers, and like I was a fan in 2018. Yeah. Um, that's when she was like she was still in high school, mm. and this is also, this is gonna start. Besides the Emma Chamberlain effect, we're gonna talk about the Cassie, <laughs> not the Cassie effect. We're gonna, no, we're gonna talk, talk about, about the Cassie. We're gonna talk about the Cassie theory. We can have a separate Cassie effect um, episode. Cassie Nation, comment if you guys want that. Yeah. But I have a theory about like it's not even a theory. Like multiple people think this, but it's the Cassie theory. I have a theory about these YouTubers that are the most relatable always move to like LA for the sake of their for the sake of their career. And as soon as they move to L.A., they ruin any, like, ounce of relatability they have. Mm-hmm. And, like, while their career does take off, they lose, like, 
they lose like their true values but also like i don't even know what emma chamberlain would be like now if she didn't like escape her comfort zone and like Mm -hmm. move to la because i think like her like it girl aesthetic right now that's like again we're talking about 2021 not 2018 we'll get back to 2018 in a second but like oh my god 2022 it is literally 2022 i know that's crazy um uh like i remember when she moved and everyone was like oh my god like don't sell out blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and like now she like does campaigns with Prada and she's literally like one of the biggest names in fashion, like not as a designer or anything, but just mm-hmm. because she has so much influence over people and their like choices and their what they think is like pretty and cool. Mm-hmm. Um so like if she stayed in her comfort zone and like stayed in her hometown, like she probably like would not be where she is even remotely. So it's like it's really crazy the give and take of like like do you yeah. want to be authentic authentic and not as successful? Yeah. Or do you want to be successful and like rediscover yourself like you know that's what I mean? why i'm saying though like dana baby like she's like always stayed like authentic to herself and like she didn't like she could have like moved to la with like drew and Enya. yeah and like obviously now she's like not as popular as them mm-hmm. but like i that's why i said like i respect that she's like very like true to her i don't know not like values but like she knows what she likes and like she's not gonna let like moving somewhere like change that yeah but emma chamberlain I, um, when she moved to LA, I feel like even she was, like, she didn't even, like, really want to. Yeah. Like, she could have moved to, like, San Francisco, because I think she lived near there. But it's just, like, I don't, I used to love watching her videos, and I don't watch them anymore, because they're her in, like, a $3 million house. Yeah. And it's, like, she doesn't go to work, so she just, like, makes breakfast and, like, films it. And every single comment is, like, is anyone else feel like Emma's like our friend and we just like are hanging out with her and like she's so chill? And it's like first of all, no, like <laughs> I I don't I don't feel like that. But also it's just like I don't know I can't relate to like a millionaire. Yeah, and I think like I can't relate to a millionaire either. But I think now my place with Emma Chamberlain isn't that I'm trying to relate to her. I'm just trying to like live through her because she lives this leads like at least the videos i've seen of her i'm mm-hmm. not incredibly like caught up on her content mm-hmm. last time i, I think one... she stopped posting actually Did recently she? for like the past like few months gotcha last time i watched one of her videos was i think in like may of 2021 mm-hmm. but like i still i follow her on instagram because i like seeing what she like posts and stuff mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a second um but i think the thing that would drive me to watch her like over the summer is because like her videos literally because she's so rich she mm-hmm. can like she buys like so much trader joe's and she yeah. like, like is always like like she's always wearing something that looks so like cozy and luscious and like mm-hmm. she's like in her little like domestic beautiful like pristine home and like it's fun to like watch someone live that kind of life because like that's not what my life is like and i like it being her because i feel like she's earned it mm-hmm. but like who am i to decide who deserves what like yeah. do you know what i mean like so i think that's interesting i feel like I I used to watch the Kardashians, which we should talk about. Yeah. I used to watch the Kardashians. Season nine was so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, check out season nine of Keeping Up. But I used to watch the Kardashians, so, like, I don't feel the need to, like, see. Because, like, I saw them do all the rich stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I was younger, I was like, wow, that's so cool. But now just, like, seeing it, it just, like, makes me sick. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Like, when... So, like, that much wealth is, like, really, like, gross. And, like she's one girl living in a huge house and it's like la has like the biggest homeless population i used to like like she would do like thrift hauls but Mm -hmm. now she does like hauls where she buys like a three thousand dollar shirt and it's like 
I think one thing that I really love about Emma Chamberlain um, is her podcast. I, I don't listen to it. I listened to the episode about cheerleading because she was on California All-Stars and I like wanted to hear. <laughs> um, I really enjoy hearing what she has to say. And I think she's like, again, I don't know her personally, but mm-hmm. I'm like, surprise, I'm best friends with Emma Chamberlain. Um, surprise, Cassie is Emma Chamberlain. Why would that make any sense? I never said it had to make sense. I just said that it is a surprise, and I think that's, like, true. Would you not be surprised if, like, you were Emma Chamberlain? Yeah. Okay. I nice. mean, I would be surprised, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Why would it make sense? Um, I don't know. Um, in, like, 2018, when Emma Chamberlain first started making videos, I liked them because they were, like, fun to watch her make, like, like creations in her kitchen, in her, like in her home or like going to get coffee mm-hmm. alone because it felt like just like driving with a friend yeah like I, that was like relatable then that's why i liked i liked her content then yeah that was like relatable and fun so when emma chamberlain was like 17 it was really fun watching her videos when i was 17 because yeah. it was like oh my god she's just like driving around she's getting coffee she's like talking about whatever she's talking about she's cursing <gasps> like like okay no so many um youtubers were afraid to curse because they didn't want to get demonetized yeah she would curse all the time and i'd be like but oh i think god. um that was like pre they call it adpocalypse remember all that with like tana mojo yeah <laughs> and like logan paul yeah he should talk about it when he comes on yeah. guys I hope Logan's not listening at this point. I want to make it clear that we don't support his actions, no, but don't. I th- I think we could, like, get a lot of him. Like, we can get him to say a lot. Yeah, sure. And it'd be interesting. Okay, back to Emma. So, I think... I mentioned the Emma Chamberlain effect. I didn't even fully go into it, but what I wanted to say is she was, like, one of the most... I think because her channel grew so fast, everyone started copying her mm-hmm. um, editing style, and people still use it today, even though it's, like... It's dead. It's not... Yeah, it's it's just dead. It's a lot of, like, like cut to zoom in on someone's face when they say something slightly funny. But it's, like, I found, like, there's editing trends come and go. But personality, that's what keeps me coming back. Am I right? No, you're so right. Yeah. That's why we will stay authentic on Slumber Party Pod forever. Yeah. Sorry, I got, like, scared. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Emma Chamberlain, I feel like we could talk about the, that influence all day because everybody was copying in that style in that time. But let's talk about present day influencers. I think 2020, when TikTok, TikTok, I don't know, would you say it peaked in 2020 or you say it's peaking now? I say it kind of peaked in, like, it got, like, mainstream in 2020 is when it finally, yeah. like... I feel like it pit like during the pandemic it like picked up speed. Yeah, but like I, everyone uses TikTok now, so it's like I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't either. I deleted it off my phone. Really? So I yeah, know I deleted like. TikTok um in like May 2020 because mm. like back then I was like this is such a like negative place. Yeah, and it's just like there's not enough funny stuff for me to stay on this app. No, you're so right. So I feel like um 2020 is when like influencers shift because. Obviously, Vine was gone. YouTube was still, like, on the rise. Mm. But also, now we have TikTok, which is, again, a new platform for people to find people that are relatable. And TikTok made it so much easier because people became famous without trying because Mm -hmm. they got on the For You page. So, like, quite literally anyone could be famous. Like, nowadays, if you're a YouTuber, it's, like, hard to... Because it's so oversaturated. Mm -hmm. But, like, TikTok you can gain followers overnight just because you get one video go viral. Yeah. 
I had a video of me making a SpongeBob tattoo go viral. Go check it out. Actually, my page is on private, so you can't see it. But, yeah, so what I was saying is I think nowadays influencers, it is a little different um, because we do have, like, the history. And people have learned from, like, being obsessed with people like Shane Dawson and, like, David Dobrik. Like, be careful who you support because Mm -hmm. these people don't show you, like, the other side of them. But I do think... There's still, like, a new generation of younger kids um, worshipping influencers that they don't know and genuinely thinking, like, because these people are, like, niche characters that, like, they kind of have, like, ownership over them. Yeah. Um, I was thinking specifically about, like, Lily Rose Depp, which... Oh, my God. She's, like, such a private person. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about that girl, but, like... People on, I don't know about TikTok, but, like, on Pinterest and Instagram have created, like, a whole aesthetic based around, like... Her alone. Yes, and, like, they use her picture and then they put, like, the wish font. Yeah. Or, like, ballet cord, like, eating a salad, doing yoga, brushing my hair. Yeah. And it's like, what? Literally, what? what is that? Like, what is it? Who started it? Who started the Lily Rose... Because people will literally be like... I'm entering my Lily Rose Depp era. Yeah, it's like, she's what? a human. And like, then all of, so many of the photos are of her from when she was like 16 and have, yes. had a bob. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you worshipping? Yeah, and it's But it's it, not creepy. like, what are you worshipping in like a, like if you, if you like Lily Rose Depp, I think she's like beautiful and yeah. she was very beautiful with that bob. Mm-hmm. Um, but with I'm that just bob? Like, with that bob. <laughs> but I mean like, I feel like so much of the current like love for Lily Rose Depp it's just like, like, where is it coming from? And yeah. it's like so like random. And it's like the idea of like, like, what's interesting about it is it's not even like Lily Rose up now per se. Yeah. It's like, like, I wonder how she feels about it. I know, but it's like idolizing like Lily Rose Depp's of the past. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> Her being like sixteen and like smoking cigarettes and like being very skinny. She is a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. She's so beautiful. But like, I think like. This goes back to the, like, it girl trend that, like, we see with, like, Emma Chamberlain. Like, these people will just be, like, idolized to the point where they turn into these, like, little... They're, like, influencers, again. Like, they just turn into, like, little moments of, like, things that can be... Things and photos that can be, like, clipped and put on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And you create an aesthetic curated around these people the same way you'd create an outfit sounded yeah. around they, a like, t-shirt. You know they use mean? a human's, like, name as an aesthetic. And it's, like, that is literally so insane. If I was, like, Lily Rose Depp, and she probably doesn't, uh, like, relate or agree to all the stuff that they created around the aesthetic of her, I would be mad. I'd be like, this isn't me. Like, you guys have put an aesthetic, like... You created, like, a world around me, and, like, she's not even included in it. Yeah, it's, like, only the pieces that... Like, I see so many photos of her 16th... French Revolution themed birthday party. Yeah. Like or the picture of her in the pink cowboy hat. That literally like changed the world in like a very confusing way. But mm-hmm. it's like again, taken in the same way that like Magcon kissing 13-year-old girls at a meet and greet, mm-hmm. taken out of context of them being influencers would never be like socially acceptable. Yeah. It would never be socially acceptable or like normal to take an entire person's name, literally mm-hmm. their full government name and be like that is so insert full name here core like Mm -hmm. and like in like a 
in an obsessive way to the level that it is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because I be saying things are bellicore all the time. But I mean, like, but it's you. building. Yeah, it's me. It's my friend. I hate like that. core. I, I don't okay. even know what it means. I love it. Really? Yeah. I don't. Everybody has to. I was just talking about it with my. Hey, Olivia, you're listening, girl. I was just talking about it with Olivia. We were talking about like everyone is so obsessed with labels. Okay, you're right. And on they that. can't just like exist like as like a multifaceted person. Like yeah. everything is like oh, oh like, like fairy core. Like yeah, it's like one time. Um, this was like before we talked about. One time, Olivia was like, "You're serving normal core," That's and I was funny. like, "What does that mean?" Like I'm just like wearing clothes, <laughs> but like people, they become obsessed with like. Like you said, fairy core or like ballet core, and it's like I have to like buy all new outfits to like fit into this label, and it's like, oh my god, just like wear something that you like. It doesn't have to be like revolving around a word and aesthetic. But I think that goes back literally to influencers because influencers will categorize themselves as like, oh, I'm like a clean girl aesthetic, and then they will create like. I feel like though the fans do it more. Yeah, like I, I think Emma Chamberlain probably would like cringe at that. That's true. Yeah, but um, I think, like, summary of that is that um, people will hyper-focus on influencers and create, like, narratives of who they are and what their values are Mm -hmm. surrounding them, and the influencers themselves have no say in it because their image can so easily be, like, distorted. Yes. um, Because they literally let themselves become the product, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really scary. Um, and also, like, fans and viewers are so influenced by influencers that they categorize themselves, their interests, the influencers themselves. They curate these, like, highly stylized mood boards and highly yeah. stylized everything, really, surrounding the influencers because they see them as not exactly people, but, like, kind of like products. Mm-hmm. Except for the Icons. ones they have, like, parasocial relationships with. And it is... I think a lot of it is so unhealthy. Yeah, a lot of it is. And, like, borderline scary. Like, if if I was an influencer and, like, I if I knew people were making, like, they were revolving their style around me, I'd be like, that's... But at the same time, I'm, like, not, like, innocent of this. Because, like, I have, like, gone through phases where, like, I've, like, really, really loved influencers and I've consumed all their content. I binged mm-hmm. all of it. I Like who? Like, um, I think a good example is, like, the... Like, Drew Gooden, whenever mm-hmm. I remember he exists, I go kind of crazy. Because, like, really? I just, like, go on a deep dive. Because, like, I think his videos are really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah Baska, I mm-hmm. loved her when I was in high school. Like, I really, really loved her. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, obsessed with her. And I would always, like, go, like, on deep dives on her Instagram. I wanted to know so much about her. I even had a Tana Mojo face. Oh. And, and, like, I said the face. Face. <laughs> I, my face was... You got surgery to look like her. Yeah. I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> I, I used to be like that in, like middle and high school but i don't have a very good attention span when it comes to youtube videos so i haven't really had an obsession like that in like a a long time but um yeah going back to like lily rose again like Mm -hmm. i think she is like so beautiful i think if you think she is beautiful then you're um in the majority here Mm -hmm. but um, like it's normal to admire her like she's literally a supermodel yeah and it's normal to like it's like for like shows and TV shows, it's normal to have like a fandom. It's normal to have like a fan base. Mm-hmm. But like, and like that's kind of like accepted. For musical artists, you expect to have a fandom. You expect to have fan pages. Mm-hmm. You expect to have um, uh, like content made about you because you're producing something. But mm-hmm. when it comes to influencers, it's interesting because whereas 
musicians and uh, actors have like a product that they are creating, like a movie, a TV show, mm -hmm. a song, a an song. album. Like the influencers, it's themselves, it's their yeah. lives that they are producing like content about. Um, and with Lily Rose Depp, it's even less than that. It mm -hmm. is literally just an image an image like sh does she make youtube videos no right no she just is beautiful and elusive on the internet like on I've, like, instagram i don't only. think i've ever heard her talk i literally don't even know what she, <laughs> what she, don't she looks she like. like i'm like she's so beautiful who is I've this never girl we're talking about like i don't even know her <laughs> but like it's so interesting because it's like it's literally just photos yeah another person that comes to mind with this is devin lee carlson oh yeah and this is one person that I I used to follow uh, Sydney Carlson, who's her sister, oh, yeah. um, because she she was like a YouTuber, and I was like I used to watch her videos, and I understood like liking her, but I never understood why people were like so obsessed with Devin Lee Carlson, mm. because I don't, she might make YouTube videos now, but like all I know is like she would post on Instagram, and like that was it. Yeah, and I was like, how can you become so obsessed with like? Again, like, all you're seeing is, like, images on an app. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you, like, cultivating an aesthetic and, like, a whole idea of a person if you don't even, like, know what they actually do in their life? Yeah. And again, I am not, like, I'm not innocent of this. And I have gone through, like, I remember, oh, my God, when Devin and Jesse, um, Jesse Weatherford of mm -hmm. um, The Neighborhood, yeah, um, her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, when they broke up, mm -hmm. I was, like no love everyone on twitter was like that and i was like it was literally the apocalypse like and like we don't know why they broke we up we don't know why they broke up but like everyone feels entitled to the reason yeah. and even me i'm like what happened same thing like, we can't he, get into this because we don't have the time but john mulaney and his wife oh my god yeah oh we should have talked about that oh, we should have. quick point about that i just think i don't know what happened between them but i just think it's extremely odd how everyone was like I don't even know just like the way they take sides and it's like you don't know these people at all yeah. you don't know how is how he talked to his wife or how his wife talked to him mm -hmm. like all you know is like what he said in like a comedy bit three years ago yeah and it's like Very i know i always see like when, when john mulaney was hosting snl people were like oh my god like this guy is trash and then like people will go on his wife's instagram and be like oh like what did you do to him and it's like oh my god you don't know these people yeah um, and I think the same could be said about Devin Lee Carlson and Jesse Rutherford. Yeah. Because when they broke up... People were like, my parents! And I'm like, you are 16 years old. Do your pre-calc. Yeah. <laughs> Got off the internet. No, but it was it was people older than that, which is kind of worse. <laughs> so much worse. It's, sc all, it's scary. Like, again, when they broke up, I wasn't like, no, my life is over. But I was like, aw. Like, I literally thought they were so perfect together. And it felt really? like a flip had switched. Because, like, I was like what like why did that happen where did this come from it was so out of left field it isn't, isn't it switch flipped wait what did i say i don't know podcast listeners tell me what i said drake comment if she was saying your lyrics okay okay thank you um but like um we don't know what happened we aren't meant to know what happened mm -hmm. because that's a private relationship but like i being curious and because i kind of felt like i knew them because mm -hmm. i see them on instagram so often I felt like I wanted to know. Um, yeah. But also, I feel like I'm like that on, like, people I went to high school's Instagrams, too. What if do you I'm, mean? If I, like, saw a breakup happen, I'm like, girl, what happened? Like, oh. even if I, like, don't know either the people. Yeah, but, like, if you know them from, like, locally, like, that's different. 
like it's different but i think i'm just like nosy yeah that's like that's like a lot of people i always see going viral like those videos where it's like when the couple you've never talked to <laughs> deletes all their posts i know i'm, I'm like, like what i'm like tea. yeah um another uh aspect of influencers in the present that i think is really interesting that mm-hmm. is so parasocial mm-hmm. and again i have done this comfort youtubers comfort streamers i've never liked that loud booing boo yeah boo i've never liked that term i I don't know something about it like creeps me out i can understand how it would be creepy but like i especially during quarantine i was just gonna say the pandemic had a large like a large role part in it yeah role. Um, my comfort streamers were were sinjin drowning mm-hmm. um the cory uh siblings west- <laughs> you're gonna say sisters <laughs> hey sisters the cory siblings uh weston and kaylin i loved watching them i thought they were so fun literally for all the same reasons i loved watching emma chamberlain mm-hmm. because like they would just go on like little like they would take little vlogs of them getting, like, coffee, and they would, like, record videos of them playing video games and, like, stuff like that. They felt very, like, they felt very relatable in that sense, and they were just, like, fun and silly to watch. But I was comforted by them because I would watch them when I couldn't see my friends because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, oh, like, watching a little, <laughs> watching a little friend gathering from 2019 uh, yeah. when I can't, when I can't be with my own friends. And it was, like, it was, like, cathartic in a way. Yeah, I think a lot of people said, I always saw people saying, like, they were reverting back during the pandemic to, yeah. like, watching, like, old YouTube videos. And, like, I used to love watching, like, Among Us streams. Yeah, me too. Because it was, like, fun just to, like, see people, like, interacting mm-hmm. when, like, we were home and, like, not interacting with people. And it's, like, it's more accessible than, like, having to, like, go on Discord or not Discord like meeting i don't know i guess discord any discord users out there should we start a slumber party discord oh my god it's literally just us i don't know how to use discord so that would be the problem but um what i was saying is like watching a video so much easier than trying to like coordinate with your friends like to meet on like a group facetime or something and it's also nice because like sometimes you don't have the energy to like like, exactly i was so exhausted for some reason during the pandemic i was just like (laughs) i know i was literally i think just like doing nothing made me lose stamina valid but in conclusion um influencers be influencing yeah do you find it hard to empathize with influencers when they say things like when they say they've been like stressed out or that their lives are hard yeah i don't feel that bad because there are people doing like physical labor and like (laughs) who are like actually have to like get burned out or like working in an office like 40 hours a week Mm. which is like obviously so much more takes so much more effort than like working on your own schedule as an influencer because they like they just make their own hours um and i think also i think a lot of them like i said michelle fawn she she was out of the light limelight Mm. for a while and like i think she was living like a relatively normal life which is like good for her like you are sacrificing your uh privacy Mm -hmm. but it's free will you chose to do it so that's why like to a certain extent um i can't empathize when they're like oh i gotta film five ads this week and it's like okay but you're making probably two thousand per ad meanwhile like that would take me i would make like two thousand dollars working part-time for the entire summer Mm. so it's like i i can't feel that bad for you but, like, obviously, if your privacy, if you're being, like, stalked or something, 
that's or like thing, your like, safety is in danger like mm-hmm. obviously like yeah that's scary mm-hmm. and not okay I can't empathize with influencers who use their platforms irresponsibly. I yeah, don't have empathy exactly. for... Well, I mean, I have, like, basic, like, instinctual empathy, but, like, I yeah, choose yeah. not to, like, I'm, like, okay, like, you have to film five videos. I am so sorry. I don't care. You mm-hmm. market weight loss products to young mm-hmm. girls. You um, facetune all of your photos and stuff. Oh, my God. We could do a whole episode about that. Like, I... We could do a whole episode. It, I can't even. I don't want to get into it too much because it'll make me mad. But the the fact that they make more money than like literal surgeons and mm. like doctors who are like have been in the hospitals for the past two years working nonstop with like COVID patients. Mm. It's like I follow this one um, former Bachelor contestant. Mm-hmm. If anyone remembers Becca M, <laughs> I think she was in our Ari season. I followed her because she had a pixie cut. She was the first Bachelorette girl to have a pixie cut and i had a pixie cut at the same time so i followed her and she was like relatively more normal than the (laughs) other girls like the relatability so that's why i followed her and i've been following her now since like 2018 Mm. but um like recently she's been getting a lot of hate because she's been posting about like she does a podcast and she's posting about like kind of burnout but also um, she did this podcast episode where she like charged money for it and like said it was a live show and it wasn't and then people wanted refunds and then she was like liking comments about like her fans being broke and people were like you're you're like your whole persona is based around like being relatable and like I don't know just like knowing that people are working class and then you're gonna like go and make fun of your your audience like why did you think that would work out for you? But I feel like that's a genuinely a question that we should ask influencers more often. Yeah. Why do you think, why did you think that would work out for you when they slip up? It's like, do you think that like your privilege as an influencer, mm-hmm. like keeps you like above and beyond society's expectations for being right? a decent person? And I think a lot of them think that a lot of them think they're doing the Lord's work by exactly. Oh my God. And the crying influencer videos, it'll be like, my apology video and they're like yeah. sobbing or like fake crying i'm like okay like i don't yeah. care i'm sorry so we talked a lot about influencers the history of influencers our thoughts and opinions on the different layers of influencers and what it's like to be influenced because we have that experience from a young age having having influencers mm-hmm. on our phones in our lives um so yeah we hope you enjoyed our thoughts if you have any thoughts on influencers hit up the email question of the week mm-hmm. Who's your favorite influencer and why? Send it. You can you can DM us now. We got the Instagram, yeah. Slumber Party Cassie Bella, um, or the Gmail. Yeah. And also, question part two, what influencer would you spare in the class war? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your answer? Um, or do you want to save it for next week? I'm going to save it for next week. I feel like we're going to forget. Pod, don't let us forget. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed or related to some part of it. Sorry if we rambled about Lily Rose Depp for a while. Lily, you got to come on the pod. Also, if you're a Lily supporter, um, you also got to come on the pod. We're not Lily haters. We I just think, think we're extending too many pod invitations. Okay, yeah. So we got to keep our priorities straight. Mark, you're number one. Yeah. You know that. Mark, come on, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the DM, Mark. Hit the DM, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Um, you... See you next time at Slumber Party. See you next week.